Welcome and thank you for your company. You're listening to episode four of Let's Talk Touchdowns with me, Morgan Edwards, and as ever, UOB's best physics student, K. Ryan Hines. Too bad, thanks. Not too bad. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Mm. Uh, just found out about 20 minutes ago that uh, my 14-day isolation for COVID starts today. Oof, that's not what we want to hear. No, I don't have it myself, but I probably well, I probably do. But um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of uh, American football watching in the next two weeks. Yeah, it just means that you got to catch up on every single game. Yeah, I mean, there's no excuse to not watch the highlights for every single match mm-hmm. now, is there? Um, forget yeah, about uni work. I just can't do that instead. <laughs> what is uni? And then I don't understand. Uni? Yeah, and that's coming from UAB's best physics student, Christ. Mm, from UAB's best math student as well. Oh, maybe. Even though maybe. you're always in the physics department. So. <laughs> well, not this year, because I'm not leaving my house for 14 days. <laughs> Coming up on today's episode, we've got uh, all of our usual features um, explaining some of the rules in the NFL, and we're going to find out how Kay and I got on with our week three predictions. It was a bit of a mixed bag for both of us, so yeah, stay tuned to find out about that. But we're just going to open, as we always do, by chatting about the week that had just gone. So I'm going to jump in straight away, Kay. <laughs> Browns 34, Washington 20. What did you think of that one? Um... I don't know. It was a, it was a weird game because there was so many turnovers, and I don't know who played worst. To be honest, I don't know if it was the Browns or I don't know if it was Washington. Yeah, I mean, Browns won that game, but neither of those teams particularly feel like a winner, do they? I no, think the only winners no. on those games are Terry McLaurin played well for Washington, and he Nick did, Chubb played did. well for the Browns. And Kareem Hunt, to be fair. Oh yeah, Kareem Hunt did play well. Um, mm. They're proving to be a good duo at the minute, aren't they? Yeah. Um... They're one of the only teams with a good, yeah, with a good duo. I know the Packers do, but I think Chubb's one of the best in the league, and I'm glad he's getting more um, running because in the first um, first week, he Cream Hunt got more running time, and I, I we said that wasn't right because um, Chubb's one of the best. Yeah, I agree. Do you reckon they're the best duo? Would you say? Um, I'm just trying to think because who? What are the duos we got? We got um, the Packers duo. But then, yeah. uh, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins maybe, but obviously uh, not as good. Not no, as good. Not as good. Um, who else we got? Obviously the Saints have got Kamara and Latavius Murray, but Latavius Murray is getting no snaps at all at the minute. Yeah, like um, we saw that this week. Yeah. Um, uh, perhaps, perhaps with the um, with the with the Buccaneers, they've got Fournette and Ronald Jones. The Fournette's kind of getting a mixed bag of snaps at the minute, but um, yeah, Fournette. Um, he was at the Jack. Was it Jaguars before? Yeah, the Jags before. He was he was really good at the Jaguars, but because he hasn't get, been getting that many snaps, and even at the Jags towards the end, he wasn't get, getting that many snaps. I um, I'm not sure about him. Not sure. Yeah, I mean, he but probably... then we we do have the um the Bears with uh, Montgomery and Cohen, but now Cohen's injured. So. Oh yeah, he's an, another casualty to the to the twenty twenty yeah. season, isn't he? Torn an ACL, didn't he? And, and I think the 49ers, yeah. they lost someone else as well to quite a nasty injury. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. This week? That was. Yeah, I think so. Remember you texted me oh, saying not another 49 uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was one of the receivers. He yeah, um, rolled he his ankle it. or something. 
Yeah, he caught it in the end zone, didn't he? And then uh, yeah, his ankle got the touchdown, was... but it rolled his ankle. Yeah, they they did say he did have ankle problems um, last season, but right, it's just not looking good for the Forty ers No, it's just not looking good for any other teams when it comes to injuries. <laughs> not really, no. Not many. Te- I think actually, Chiefs are one of the teams that have like no players on their injury reserve. I no, think. touch some wood, Morgy. Touch some wood. Touch some wood. Well, I mean, I'm not a Chiefs fan, so I'm not touching any wood. <laughs> Um, but obviously, we got we got to talk about the uh, the Chiefs then. So they played last night, didn't mm. they, on, on Monday night? Football. Yeah, they and did. They, they uh, did. They beat the Ravens thirty four points to twenty. And an interesting fact mm. from that, which I saw, was that Mahomes is the fastest quarterback in history to reach ten thousand plus yards. He's been playing what? This is his third, fourth season. Yeah, but I think it's fourth because last year was his. Was it his third or second? So oh, he played remember. a little bit in his first season, and then I think mm. the year he got his MVP was his first proper season, but his actual second. Last year was his third, and then this year is his so fourth. Yeah. But it'll be like his third full season. So he's only essentially mm. played two full seasons of of, of NFL. Yeah. And but that also... just um, goes to show how like talented he really is. Yeah, 100%. And... Another stat here, uh, former homes. In September games, he's 10 for zero. So he's won 10 games and mm. lost zero games in September. He's thrown 32 touchdowns and not a single interception. They have to be the best starting team in the NFL at the minute. Easily. Uh, completely easily. And um, it's all down to uh, Mahomes just because of his raw talent. You can't really, can't really put it down to anything else. Andy Reid does an amazing job and he has an amazing team behind him like um, yeah. his wide receivers, Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill and um, tight end Travis Kelsey, probably one of the best in the league. But mm-hmm. that's just, it still just comes down to um, Patrick Mahomes and the, the talented QB he is. Yeah. And I think we're in for a real, um, real show because with this start, you you kind of expect him to uh, keep up with it. He's not a one season wonder. He's gonna. Um, I don't know if I should say, but he might be the next Tom Brady or better. Oof. I think better. It's I think a, he's better than Tom Brady. You reckon? Well, yeah. He's know, more we'll exciting see. than Brady, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he made the Ravens look. I mean, the Ravens played well, and I'm not saying they they looked bad as a result, but it made them look average this game. Mm. Like they were chasing. It didn't the game make the them look time. good. Yeah. 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 I mean, like they never, they never took the lead, did they? Uh no, they're always trailing, always trying to catch up. And obviously, yeah. uh, Lamar, he played very well, but his O line let him down. He got sacked quite a few times, and you just, you kind of feel mm. bad for him a little bit in that, in that game yesterday. Um, but and quite... the Chiefs aren't really known for their like pass rushing, so yeah. it's um, goes to show really. Yeah, I think just playing a team of the quality that the Chiefs are, it just made them look a little bit average. I mean, we're not worried about the Ravens. It'll still, it'll no, still no, be a no, Ravens-Chiefs AFC no. playoff game, I think, um, championship game. But but I was a little bit disappointed with it um, all the same, just because I was expecting big things. I thought it'd be a really close game, but mm. obviously it wasn't. Yeah, more like a like a Texans-Chiefs game from, um, from week one where there's loads and yeah. loads of points. I think this has been uh, in week one and two. It was the most points scored in the opening two weeks in the history of the NFL. I think so. I think we've come quite accustomed to high-scoring games. <laughs> yeah, I guess we have because this week has been exciting as well. But um, we have been accustomed to quite high games, like the Bills and the Rams. That was a high game as well. Yeah, you're right. It was a it was a high-scoring game. It was Bills thirty-five, Rams thirty-two, and they almost pulled an Atlanta, didn't they? By uh, yeah, by they did. <laughs> It was a big lead, and it was um, 
I reckon the Bills were they were comfortable, obviously comfortably winning, and they were the better team by far. But I don't know. I don't know how the Rams brought it back. You don't really like the Rams, do you? No, I really don't like the Rams. I think it's <laughs> because they're in the same division as the Seahawks, and I like the Seahawks. But mm. I kind of I, they kind of feel like this team that got good out of nowhere because Sean McVay started. And they're yeah. still kind of playing well, but they don't deserve to be playing well. Still kind of winning games, mm. but aren't playing that well, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jared Goff, I really liked him, but um, I was really disappointed at the Super Bowl because they just they put up no competition. They put they were about as resistant as a wet tissue. It was really sad to see because they had an exciting season, especially Todd Gurley mm. and Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. They have a good team, especially their um, defense because it wasn't... Jalen Ramsey was there. Was he there for a season? No, he still is. Yeah, he still is. Yeah, he, yeah. Signed, yeah, yeah. And um, so they they were a good team, and uh, they've just been really disappointed, especially last year. They were just really disappointed. So yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they've they won the opening two games of this season, so mm. they've been playing not that well, but still managing to win some games. Yeah, so it wasn't. They haven't been convincing wins. Yeah, I think that's the thing. They weren't convincing. You're right. Um, talking about some other perhaps unconvincing wins, the uh, the Vikings lost to the Titans thirty points to thirty one. I, I think the Titans they they cut that one fine. They did, they did, and um, Tannehill, I don't know, he's all right, he's all right. I think it's just a poor man's um, Josh Allen, to be honest. He can run the yeah. ball quite well, but yeah, it, it was a weird, weird one. I think because are Titans... the Vikings one and two now, zero and three. Uh, they are one and two. They lost their first. No, 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 no. Mm. They might be zero and three. I think they're zero and three. Yeah, they lost the opening two games and then they lost the Titans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's um, that's mad. Yeah, they haven't been playing that well. This they came out playing well this week, and I think the Titans mm. just managed to pip them to the post with this one. Just barely. Yeah, um, I think the Titans have the potential to be a really good team, but I don't think Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback to take them there. Who who would you have then if you had the, your choice of um, quarterbacks that would likely transfer? Who would you pick? That would be likely to transfer, or just like yeah, um, okay. Um, Someone that's not playing as much. Yeah, I mean, I kind of would have liked it if Cam had gone there, but obviously he's gone to the Patriots and and they're doing pretty well with with Cam, so I don't think he'll go there. I mean, there's no kind of like QBs floating around at the minute they've all kind of been picked up these last few yeah. weeks and at the start of the season haven't they but I guess ideally I think if Russell will, I mean it's not going to happen right but if Russell Wilson went to the Titans I think they'd be a team to fear because they've obviously got a decent defence when they want to be yeah, when they decent want. wide receiver core and if you've got Russell Wilson throwing them the ball that's fine and then you've obviously got Derek Henry yeah can we talk about the Seahawks and you know what I'm going to say don't you let's talk about the Seahawks then yeah go on did you see that DK absolute shambles? And you're still trying to tell me he's going to get more fancy points than Tyler Lockett. You will get more fancy get points. Get out of he here. Will. Get out of here. He will score more what points. By the end of the season, I promise you, DK Metcalf. Not if he plays like that, man. Not if he Not plays like that. Did you see the touchdowns Tyler Lockett had? I did. I did. Boy. For those of you that didn't see it, uh, Tyler Lockett got... Did you get, get more than one or was it just the one? Um, I think it might have been two. I can't remember. One, maybe two. Uh, really good touchdown. Uh, that one was as well. Was it a massive deep ball? Mm. And then DK Metcalf also had a fantastic, would have yeah, been he touchdown. Did. He did. If he didn't stop running before the end zone, <laughs> not knowing that there was a, a cowboy right behind him, a rookie behind him, ball, yeah, pop the ball out 
and they lost the ball. Like, ah, that is... Um, that's he did get a touchdown in the end, but yeah, no. He's second, isn't he? Um, Second in the year. Yeah, you're right. He was his rookie of the year last year. But, um, yeah, I was I was just laughing. <laughs> I was just like, how are you going to choose this man over Tyler Lockett? I'm not saying he's better than Tyler Lockett. Let me get this straight. I think Tyler Lockett mm. is better, but I think DK Metcalf will score more points. Nah, there's nah, a difference. Nah. You can't, you can't, nah, you, no, nah. there is a difference, of course, there's a difference because I think Tyler Lockett is the better player, but DK Metcalf is more of a deep ball threat, so he gets the touchdowns more than Tyler Lockett because, and as a result, we'll then get more fantasy points. That's what I think. Okay, we'll, we'll wait and see. I'll, I'll prove we'll you right. We will, but um, if he keeps playing like that, because that's a rookie mentality, who, who eases up that quickly? Yeah, that is true, but he'll learn because it was around that. the he will, he will, hopefully, he will. But um, yeah, the Cowboys Seahawks game that was that was mad as well because the Cowboys took it back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I missed the end of that game because I'd gone to bed by that point. But I caught the uh, caught the highlights, and I was saying to my dad before, who's a Seahawks fan, I think what happened is that'll be a high scoring game, but the Seahawks will win. And I kind of woke up the next morning, thirty eight thirty one to the Seahawks. I was like, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, that seems legitimate. Yeah. Like the Seahawks are a quality team this year, and the Cowboys they are, are pretty they good. Are. Um, yeah, the Cowboys aren't like a bad team. They've they've struggled a bit, but they've proven that they are a good team, mm. especially their comeback against Atlanta. But then the Seahawks, they're just proving to be the better side every single time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad to see it because, you know, I, I'm rooting for Seahawks this season. I am. Yeah. I mean, they're on 3-0 and right now. How far do you reckon mm. they'll go in terms of record? What do you reckon? After 16 games, what do you reckon it'll be? Um, so at the end of the season? Yeah. I reckon it'll be a uh, maybe an eleven and four. No, nah. Either a twelve and four or thirteen and three. I think they'll lose a couple games, lose their momentum one or two games, but then they'll get back on it. Yeah. But um, I can honestly see them going, like having a good winning record. I don't think sixteen and zero. I don't. I'm not no, sure no, they're that no. caliber team because no. even though they do win, it's um, it's quite close. So. I'd like to see like a fifteen and one. I'd love to see that at fourteen and two, but I think mm. realistically it's going to be closer to thirteen and three. I reckon so it'll win be... thirteen. Yeah, three. I agree. I reckon it'll be thirteen and three for the Seahawks. I reckon it'll be thirteen and three for the Packers. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Packers and the Saints later on in our yeah. predictions for the week feature. But moving on a little bit now, and we'll come back to the rest of these games later. Mm. But for now, we're going to talk. Now that we were talking about uh, touchdowns by Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, which were well or not touchdowns by DK Metcalf perhaps <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more about our favourite touchdowns for the week You're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns a podcast by K. Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards Okay so Kay, what was your favourite touchdown for the week because this is the kind of uh, uh, It's your time to start Morgie My time to start time. Okay. Yep So I think I had I had a couple in, my, in mind. Um, we were chatting a little bit about this during the games that we were saying one yeah. of these touchdowns has got to go down as as one of the touchdowns for the week. But yeah. my touchdown for the week, um, the one which I think all you listeners at home should go check out if you didn't catch it, was hmm, what am I going to go with? I'm going to go with the kickoff return by Devin Duvernay, 93 yeah. yards for the Ravens, which is last night Monday Night Football. So kicked off. Devin Duvernay caught it, ran 93 yards all the way home for the touchdown. And that was nice. That was a nice run. And you don't see that too often, do you? 
No, especially this season, because last season there were quite a few kick returns, even up to um, week four. But this season there hasn't been that many. There's been one or two previously. Mm. But um, this one was an exciting run just because of how quickly he covered those 93 yards. Yeah, yeah 100%. And I think, that, I think that's got to be up there for me because a lot of the other touchdowns that, that happened, they were all... You know, there were very good ones, but they were all kind of similar to yeah. each other. Whereas this is the only one that I saw, at least, that was a kickoff return all the way, all the way home for the end zone. Yeah, the touchdown, and it was a really nice one. Yeah, definitely. So, what was yours then, Kay? What was your touchdown for the week? Um, it's between the uh, Kyle Rudolph one-handed catch, which is mm-hmm. absolutely unreal. Like mm-hmm. you just don't see that very often. Yeah. But this one's going to surprise you, Mark. Are you ready yeah, for it? I'm ready. It was the uh, Sam Darnold. Um, the Sam Darnold throwing touchdown to uh, the rookie Braxton Berrios just yeah. because of um, did you see Sam Darnold escape the three sacks I did I did I, I thought that was absolutely that was amazing just because that was probably the best he's best five minutes of his well not five minutes like five seconds of his career it could be because that um Escaping the uh, three sacks is hard enough as it is, and then throwing a touchdown. I I just remember seeing that. I was like, okay, you know, okay, okay. You're not you're not, not absolute trash, but you're not you you're right. I did not expect us to be talking about the Jets in touchdown for the week. The Jets are. I'm gonna say, I say every week. I, my aim is to say this every single week for the rest of the season. The Jets suck, right? They're so bad. Yeah, they they do. That's why. I, I just remember watching it and just being like, damn, right down. <laughs> Sam Darnold, because that was a um, Mahomes uh, Wilson esque, like escaping the pocket, escaping the uh, three sacks. And yeah, and getting the touchdown after that is, um, I was just really impressed by it personally. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think some other honourable mentions that we've got to check in there. Yeah. Uh, do you see Kamara's second touchdown? So it was um, nothing it was open. Me of it. Yes, it was nothing was open for Breeze, and he kind of just passed it to Kamara like he'd been doing all game, mm. and he managed to weave his way through fifty-five yards worth of Packers players and make uh, it. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like um, like a screen in a way. So he had blockers mm. in front of him, but it was just like he kind of just kept going and kept finding gaps, and that was insane. Yeah. Kamara had such a good game. He had an amazing game. If you just look up the fantasy points alone, 41 fantasy mm-hmm, points. Mm-hmm. He had an amazing game. Yeah. Like absolutely insane. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more um about the Saints and the kind of the tactics they're mm. they're using it later on when we talk about our predictions for the week. We're trying to save that one for a little bit later on. But one more touchdown that I wanted to mention actually was by the Vikings to be fair. And it was uh, Justin Jefferson. He's a rookie for the Vikings. And he caught a 71-yard touchdown. And not only that, but his stats for that game were seven catches for 175 yards. That's ridiculous. That's mad. For a wide receiver, a rookie wide receiver as well, that was absolutely mad. So he caught that and he ran, uh, I think so he must have caught the ball after about 30-odd yards and then then ran it about 40-odd all the way home for the end zone. Mm. These wide receivers have got speed this year, I'm telling you. Wide receivers, running backs, they got speed. (laughs) yeah definitely right but yeah that was uh, our touchdowns for the week so back to chatting just a little bit more about uh week three then one of the other games that i think we need to mention of course how can we go the whole episode without mention we couldn't go the whole episode without mentioning this one the falcons 26 bears 30 the falcons did it again two weeks in a row they've blown a massive lead I, I don't know how they do it, you know. It's actually honestly something special. I don't know how they do it. 
It's unbelievable, isn't it? So we've got some facts here about about the Falcons' record um, Bring from, them to from when they're in, in front. So NFL teams are 511 for three, as in won 511 games and lost three games um, since 2005 when leading by more than 14 points in the final six minutes of regulation. The Falcons own two of those defeats, one in the Super Bowl and one against the Patriots, in the Patriots, sorry, and one, the other yeah. against Dallas last week. And now they've done it again this week. Unbelievable. Like, there's got to be some kind of, something wrong in the mentality of the Falcons team right now where they blow a 16-point lead again. But that that's a uh, that's an attribute you would associate with a rookie, not a um, probably future Hall of Famer like uh, Matt Ryan. Do you reckon he's going to be Hall um, of Fame? Yeah, he has to be. Even though um you know, he's he's pretty inconsistent at the moment. He did he did take them to the Super Bowl mm. and he did have a good season that season. Ever since, yeah. maybe not so much. Yeah, but, but I reckon he's definitely um Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, I'm not so sure because uh, it's an interesting point. I think I think there's definitely some merit to the argument, but you think the only kind of achievement the Falcons have got is getting to the Super Bowl and they lost it. Mm. You think about Joe Flacco. He won the the Super Bowl with the Ravens in 2013, and I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, fair. And he won the MVP in the Super Bowl, you know. And the Fa- and Matt yeah. Ryan hasn't even even achieved that. I think the best thing about the Falcons the last few years has been their offense. But yeah, and the they have they've down. they've changed their offense a tiny bit by losing Todd Gur- uh, by gaining Todd Gurley, but yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I. Because their offense is fine, it's perfectly fine. They're just mm. not um, just not producing the results. Because uh, Calvin Ridley, and he Calvin Ridley, he's um, he's kind of picking up the slack where Julio Jones has left off. Because I, Julio Jones was scoring two or three touchdowns a week um, a couple of seasons ago, but now mm. uh, you barely hear his name at all. I know, I know. And um, I didn't realize they uh, let go of Mohamed Sanu. I heard his name. Um, I can't remember where, but yeah, they let go Mohamed Sanu, and he was one of their best. Yeah, you were he, a fan of him. He was. Yeah, I really liked him. Yeah. But um, so I, I don't get this uh, kind of mentality in NFL where they let their star players go, especially when um, they need them and they're obviously struggling, like uh, the Falcons are. Yeah, definitely. I think there's another interesting fact for you. The Falcons mm-hmm. became, and we both we got both of these. By the way, shout out to uh, to Chris uh, from our NFL fantasy uh, group. Who he might be joining us next week as well. On Let's love Talk to see it. Yeah, but um, so this fact came from him as well. Uh, the Falcons became the first team since 1985, since the 1985 Bengals, to score at least 90 points in their first three games and not win any of them. <laughs> I mean, if that just doesn't go to show what the Falcons are, then I don't know what will. Yeah, it's purely offense on that on that team, isn't it? There's no defense mm. to show. Off. But they've got to change something. Something's got to be different for them to to go it, break. This. Something really, it's something really fundamental about it. But I, I don't know what it is. I, I think that's the issue. Is no one can really put their kind of finger on what the problem mm. is, because obviously, you know, if your defense is bad, then you're losing these games. But it's the fact that they hold these teams to such a big lead. And then just blow it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it, it's really like kind of astounding, just because the Bears aren't a particularly great team, mm. but they still lost to them. Speaking of the Bears, then uh, obviously mm. we, we're talking about the Falcons a lot in in this matchup, but we've got to talk about Nick Foles. He's back. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I I absolutely love Nick Foles. I don't know why he's not starting for any team, especially. Uh, 
over Mitch Trubisky. Eagles. I, yeah, well, I'm glad he's starting over Mitch Trubisky. Mitch yeah. Trubisky is a, a wet sock. And uh, Nick Foles, he won the Super Bowl for the Eagles. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know why no one's um, kind of putting their faith in Nick Foles. I would trust him with my life, personally. <laughs> I think the uh, the Bears have named him his their starting quarterback. Yeah, they have. I saw that earlier. So Mitch Trubisky's his career has gone down the pan now. I can't see him. Yeah, because wasn't he um, wasn't he drafted the same year as Mahomes and um, and Watson? Yeah, yeah. I think he'll only be somewhere as a backup quarterback now. I don't think he'll be a starting quarterback. Yeah, definitely. I think the Broncos could do with Mitch Trubisky because he he's not terrible. He's just not. He's not good <laughs> yeah i know what you mean but, uh, who who have they got i think is joe flacco there as his back as the backup because drew locks the number one uh, now, broncos yeah um yeah case keenan was there for a bit but yeah joe flacco was there i don't know where joe flacco or case keenan is now i think they, i don't think they have teams i'm not sure if you know yeah, anyone listening, sure. send us a, send us a message mm. when, when you listen to the podcast or oh, i might google it either one but <laughs> i'm over the moon that uh Foles is getting started because he deserves it he as I said, he um he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. after Carson Wentz mm-hmm. uh, got injured, and he won it for them. And Nick Foles is he deserves to be starting, and yeah. I'm really happy to see that. To be I honest. mean, at the end of the day, the Bears were losing to the Falcons, and then as soon as Foles came on, they brought the lead back. Mm, I trust him in my life. He can <laughs> he can throw me a ball in surgery. He does whatever, but yeah, I think um, now the Bears stand a better chance because they don't have a bad team as we were saying. It's just you really need a good, um, confident quarterback. Mm. And um, talking about confidence, I'd love to uh, talk about Kyler Murray. Okay. I know they uh, lost the game, um, mm-hmm. Cardinals twenty three, Lions twenty six, mm-hmm. but Kyler Murray he's shown out. You know he's shown out, and I like to see it. As I said, um, I think the first game, uh, the first episode, um, I want to see him throwing the ball more. And um, ever since he got, or oh, the Cardinals got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you've been seeing that, and the results mm-hmm. are there, mm-hmm. and um, it's good to see. Yeah, he's he's leading that offense, isn't he? He is taking charge. Quite nicely, quite nicely. Yeah, um, obviously they lost that game, but it came down to a last-minute um, field goal, didn't it? Uh, yeah. I think Matt Prater, when, when the time had, the clock had run out and I think the field goal went over for them to win it. So he's yeah. obviously doing well as a rookie. Yeah, he is. Um, and I like to see him pushing the boat. I like to see him connecting with his wide receivers because he had a nice um, touchdown catch to, was it Isabella? Yeah, yeah, he's um, Isabella, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, a rookie again was um, Isabella, a rookie. I, I don't know. I haven't heard of him before. Actually, I think mm. I might have heard of him last year, maybe. I'm not for sure. But any, anyway, it was a nice um, throw because it was to, to the corner of the end zone mm. and um, over the shoulder catch by Isabella, which was nice. And then um, Murray. Murray had a running touchdown as well, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he did. And so, yeah, Kylan Murray's uh, turned out quite nice. You obviously won't expect him to um, win every game, mm. but they're two and one or something now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, the two one because they won the first two games and they they've lost the Lions. Yeah. One, so. Yeah. So yeah, I um, I'm I'm getting impressed by him. I'm also getting impressed by Joe Burrow. You mm. know, mm. he's actually he's showing out a bit. Yeah, he, he's doing well, and um, they they drew that game to the Eagles. That was a that was a kind of a weird game. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It went to overtime, obviously, and they drew at the end of overtime because you know that's how that's how it works. If you don't score in overtime, then then you draw. It's kind of a weird phenomenon in in the NFL to draw a game, though, isn't it? Um, yeah. But have you seen that uh, Wentz has thrown two interceptions in three straight games now? Yeah. Well, if you look at his performance on the 
well, the past three weeks, it's quite easy to see that he's just not playing the caliber he was. No. Um, the season the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he was their star for the first half of the game before he, first um, half of the season, sorry, before he got mm-hmm. injured. And he was playing amazingly. He was MVP. And then after Nick Foles stepped in, but ever since that injury, he kind of he hasn't been playing yeah. the game. Like he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league um, when they won the Super Bowl, but now yeah. completely lackless. Bengals aren't a great team, but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting game. Like, we would watch it and be like, "This is this is awful." <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. every aspect of it was awful. My favourite point of that game, to be honest, was, uh, did you see it when um, Ryan Finley, the, the backup quarterback for Joe Burrow, he, he came on and um, he played one play because Joe Burrow got a little bit injured and um, he threw a pitch to Joe Mixon and tried to block an Eagles d and He got nailed. <laughs> I'm laughing even now thinking about it. He, This is your one big shot to come into a game as a, a quarterback. I know he's um, not a rookie, but this is like his moment to, as your mm. backup quarterback. You come in for one snap, you pass the ball off, you don't even play like a big play, and you just get absolutely blown up. And it, it's just really funny. That Yeah, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow did take a big hit, and he kind of he's proven that he can, he has the like potential to be a good starting cube quarterback um, as he progresses over the season. But um, yeah, Joe Burrow's not doing too badly. Yeah, he's not doing too badly at all. But I think that's going to conclude our chatting, general chatting about about the week three games. And we're going to move on now to our, our next feature, one we do every week, where we explain a concept or a rule or a position. So this is what on earth is a down? What on earth is a down? Okay, so for this week's uh, What on Earth is a Down, we're going to explain two concepts as we always do. Uh, Kay's going to explain the first one and I'm going to explain the second. So Kay, take it away. Tell us what your rule is and what tell us all about it. So today I'm going to explain to you what the pass interference rule is, uh, often short, abbreviated to PI. And it's basically um, where you cannot impede the wide receiver on, or the defensive back who is trying to... Um, trying to get the wide receiver not to catch the ball cannot uh, directly impede his kind of lane of travel mm-hmm. or his hands so often a pass, pass interference uh, a defensive pass interference call will be um kind of given out if the defensive back is like kind of grabbing him twisting him um mm. kind of blocking his arms so the wide receiver cannot touch the ball or properly catch the ball mm-hmm. and um if it's called the defensive team will have a penalty against them and sometimes it's 10 yards five yards but if it's quite serious um offense and it's quite far down the the, uh, field it'll sometimes be called um a spot foul so wherever the pass interference took place Mm -hmm. that will be where the um new line of scrimmage is um placed and similarly you can have an offensive pass interference where the receiver will push off of the defensive back or whoever's marking him mm-hmm. and um or kind of block defensive backs and similarly you're not allowed to do that so then you'll receive an offensive pass interference call so the line scrimmage will be um kind of placed further back from your opponent's end zone and um it's kind of, these kind of, these kind of calls are quite big especially if they um create a new down so if you're fourth and 15 uh, for say and um, a defensive pass interference call is um, called against you and it's 15 yards then that makes up the first down and um, you'll have a new set of downs to play and um, 
it's quite a big thing in, uh, in NFL. Yeah, and the Saints have been caught out by it before, haven't they? Well, in the sense of there should have been a pass interference call, but it wasn't made, and, and we lost the game as a result, didn't we? And it was quite an obvious pass interference call as well because mm. uh, the receiver was um, just on the bounds of the field and he was literally just about to catch the ball. But was it a Rams um, defensive back yeah. just came and absolutely blew him up yeah. and before the ball even um, came down? Mm-hmm. And it was a very clear and obvious pass interference call, but mm-hmm. it was not called. And um, that was kind of the big controversy because it was in a playoff game, wasn't it? It was in the NFC Championship game in the 2019 playoffs. And if the Saints and... caught that ball or the pass interference were made, we would be mm. then within five yards of the end zone, which would have won us, uh, if we scored that touchdown, would have won yeah. us the game and taken us to the Super Bowl. Because that was a game-winning um, decision. And yeah. since that, you're allowed to challenge pass interference calls, or mm-hmm. you were, but I believe this season they've taken it back out, haven't they? Oh, I'm not sure. I- I'm not sure if I've caught that. I I believe they have, because I keep, um, I keep hearing people say you're not allowed to call them anymore. And... Um, I'm I'm pretty sure they've been taken out, and I, d- I don't know why because pass interference is such a big thing in NFL, mm. and it can make and break make or break a game, which is why it was added. Uh, you can challenge the pass interference, and um, we're talking about this because uh, pass interference was called this week. I can't remember mm. the exact game, but uh, it made um, it was in a similar situation to where the Saints were, where. Mm. It put the um, offensive team within five, ten yards of the opponent's end zone mm-hmm. and changed the pace of the game completely. Yeah, 100%. And um, talking about making or breaking games, another thing that can make or break a game is a sack. And you might be thinking, what on earth is a sack? It's not, I know it's not that thing, you know, where you carry a bunch of potatoes in. It's, it's where the <laughs> um, defensive linemen... The, the guys that are trying to get to the quarterback, that's where they tackle the quarterback. So that's the terminology um, for tackling the quarterback is a sack. It doesn't have to be the defensive lineman, but sacks can make or break a game. If you think about the Super Bowl um, with the Philadelphia Eagles were in, I think Fletcher Cox managed to sack uh, Tom Brady and then to, he fumbled the ball as a result, Tom Brady, and then Fletcher Cox picked it up. I think it was Fletcher Cox. And then they turned over the ball with a few seconds left, and that won the the uh, the Eagles their su- first Super Bowl in a long time. Or was it their first win in total? Actually, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that sure. can uh, make or break a game as well, can't they, Kay? Yeah, and who's one of the best sackers in the league, Morgan? Ooh, Aaron Donald's probably got to be up there as, as one of the best. He is. You can triple team him, you can double team him. It doesn't really matter. No. Whoever stands in Aaron Donald's way, he's not he's staying there for long. Absolute machine, isn't he, Aaron Donald? <laughs> but you see the people on the, on the defensive line, and they are absolute weapons. They're ginormous, <laughs> but are so athletic, aren't they? They're so physical, It's, it's so actually fast. incredible. And they do that um, time after time after time in each mm. game. And... Um, if you get multiple sacks in a game, then you're something to contend with. Yeah, 100%. And I think it won the Giants uh, two Super Bowls, didn't it? O.C. Imanura won the yeah. best at it. He um he kept getting at um Tom Brady in, in, in one of the Super Bowl matches, and that won the Giants the, the, the Super Bowl, didn't it? Yeah. It's, um, it's quite impressive how agile these big lads are, to be mm. honest. Yeah, 100%. 
Okay, I think that concludes it then for this week's What on Earth is a Den. I hope you learned something a little bit more. If you've got any suggestions for, for what you want us to talk about in What on Earth is a Den, uh, be sure to send them in. Just uh, message one of us and let us know because you know, we want to make sure that you guys at home are, are keeping up to speed with, with the NFL and all the ever-changing rules that happen with it. Because we know from experience that this game is not easy to follow at the best of times. Yeah, it's not always easy to follow. You are very right, Kay. It's that time of the week now where we um, predict the uh, the games for, for, for next week. And we talk about how we got on with our, with our previous week's predictions. Wow, that's a wild card. That oh. is a wild card. You're going to have to justify that. One, I'm going to have to justify that. You're right. It's going to be the package. It's going to be the package. It has to be. There's, it has there's to no be. doubt about it. The Cowboys are going to win every other game after this one, but they're going to lose this one. No, oh, I'm, I'm not sure about I'm that one. <laughs> Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. So for for the week just gone, um, Kay, it was your turn to pick the three games, wasn't it? So tell us those three indeed. games and, and how we got on. Uh, so um, last week I picked uh, Texans versus Steelers, Cardinals versus um, Lions, and Saints versus Packers. And for the Texas Steelers game, Texans Steelers game, I went um, Pittsburgh Steelers, and pretty sure they won, didn't they, Morgan? Pretty sure. Uh, yeah, they did. Twenty-one points to twenty-eight, and I I went for the Texans, didn't I? So that's why I'm sounding a bit deflated <laughs> by that result. It was a good game again. Good game. Steelers are proven to be. Um, contenders because their record is uh, they haven't been 3-0 for a long time uh, since 2010 that was the last time they were 3-0 and, and uh, uh, the Steelers defence is pretty is good it's pretty well yeah it's actually really good at the moment and um, mm. Steelers offence has always been solid mm. and um, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington are really showing out mm-hmm, definitely and uh, the Texans went two touchdowns up as well, didn't they? I messaged you being like, yeah. look who's winning, the Texans are winning. It was like 14-3 at one point, wasn't it? And then they Yeah, lost. it was a close, it was close, it was yeah. close. It could have gone either way, really, couldn't it, that game? Yeah, it could, it could. Um, and then for the next game, I picked Arizona Cardinals, um, but they'd lost to the Detroit Lions. And that mm, was, as we did... discussed, that was a close game. And who did I pick, Kay? You picked the Detroit Lions. I did pick the Detroit Lions. And who did I say was going to be good this season? Kenny Golladay. And his first game back from injury, he scored a touchdown. Thank you very much. <laughs> They're definitely someone to contest with, I'll tell you that. Mm. Yeah, I don't think... I thought that was a pretty a... even game. Yeah, it was very even. We talked about it a little bit earlier on, didn't mm. we? And we were saying how you know it could have gone either, either way. And, and Matt Prater... Uh, scored that field goal to win them the game. So, like, Kyler Murray, yeah. you know, I don't think he should be too disappointed about that loss. No, I don't think. That he, he's been playing actually quite well, and I'm really impressed with him, like mm. I said. And then uh, for the last game, picked Saints versus Packers, and I went Green Bay Packers, and you know what? Green Bay Packers won. Yeah. So yeah. is that is that does that make us even, Morgie? It makes us even, Kay. You're right. You got two games right this week and I got one game right this week so we are both oh, that's, six that's for poor, nine. That's poor. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Next week I'm going to get them all right I'm telling you but we'll just chat a little bit about that Saints-Packers game because obviously you know two heavyweights yeah. of the NFC so that was actually Green Bay's first win in New Orleans since 1995 would you believe? That long? Yeah it's been that long since Green Bay won in the city of New Orleans. That's mad. Mm. The uh, Saints are now one and two. They have a uh, losing streak, and yeah. 
when was the last time they had a losing streak? Oh, I don't know. Since before I was uh, supporting them, I can tell you that. Um, yeah. But the, the, that, that's a difficult one because the Saints shouldn't have beaten... Sorry, they shouldn't have lost to the Raiders last week. And this, this game was very tight with the Packers. I think the Packers were just the better team. I don't think the Saints played poorly. Um, we were going to chat a bit, little bit about their receiving dilemma at the minute, weren't we? But having actually watched the highlights of it, I don't think anything went badly for the Saints. Like, Drew Brees still threw to Emmanuel Sanders quite yeah, a few times. And, and I think Jared Cook a couple of times. But it was Kamara was the main receiver, wasn't he, on that team? Yeah, yeah. I think, obviously, they're missing Michael Thomas very much. But they're kind of adjusting to it. Mm. How long is Michael Thomas out for, do you know? I, I don't think it's the whole season. I think it's a couple of weeks at the minute, provisionally. Mm. But I think but, um, they they're adjusting to it, and you saw Kamara took a lot of the snaps, and um, he obviously played extremely well. Mm. But the Packers are just extremely strong, even without Devonte Adams. They're just really strong. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know, like you're saying about the Saints adjusting. I think they're adjusting last week, which is why we lost. Mm. And then they lost this week because the Packers were just better. And I think the Packers yeah. are, I think, the best team in the NFC right now. I think it goes them and then the Seahawks just underneath, maybe. You reckon? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. That's what I reckon. I. So if you, if the Packers and the Seahawks played, who are you choosing? So I reckon the Packers are a better team, but in the matchup, say if the Seahawks played the Packers, I think the Seahawks would win that one. Does that make sense? It makes sense, um, but I would also um, I would say the Seahawks are a stronger team just generally, just because of how strong they have. One of the best defenses in the league, like with Bobby Wagner and the Griffin, and now uh, Jamal Adams. Mm. I think their their defense is better than um, better than the Packers, and then their offense. They've got so many different threats that it's hard to um, when they got their full lineup with Lockett, um, DK Metcalf, and then Carson. Hmm. Um, I just think that's really hard to defend, and um, you see that week uh, week in week out. You see that, and I, I think the um, Seahawks are the best team in the NFC. So oh, okay. I, I would love to see um, a Seahawks Packer game, but I don't know if they're I don't know what the lineup is. Yeah, I mean we might get that in in the playoffs. Mm. To be fair, in the NFC Championship game for the Super Bowl, or, or perhaps one of the divisional matchups or something. Yeah. But yeah, that concludes the results for week three on our predictions for the week. Um, I'll just recap those pretty quickly. Uh, Kay, you got two for three, and I, I only got one right this week. Uh, not a very mm-hmm. good week for me. Pretty good week for you. Um, pretty good standard. I think I've got two out of three every week, to be honest. Yes, you. I think you have. I don't, cause... Think, I don't think I've gotten a three out of three every week. I'd be, uh, you, I wouldn't let you live that down if I had. <laughs> you're right, you're right. So you're on six out of nine so far, and I'm on six out of nine so far. So time for our predictions for week four then. And it, it was my turn to pick the three games this week. Give them ready, to me. You ready? You ready? Okay. Game number one. Colts at the Bears. What are we saying? Colts has to be Colts. You reckon? Because Nick Foles is back. They might be a different team. And Bears haven't lost a game yet. Yeah, I guess. The Bears are 3-0. and Yeah, the Bears are 3-0. and Oh. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check that. You say you ask as oh. if I'm, I'm, I'm just out of my mind by saying uh. that, but because yeah, they won the first two games, didn't they? And then they kind of internally combusted against. Uh, yeah, we the were saying that the Bears aren't a three and team. Yeah, let me just double check. They are. They are. They're three and Yeah, they're three and So the Bears are three and Plus they've got Nick Foles in now. So they won those first two games with Mitch Trubisky. They would have oh. won them with, with Nick Foles. What are you saying? Bears at the Colts at Bears. Well. 
the Bears are three and zero, which has thrown me off because I would I would have said the Colts because hmm. the Colts played the Jets, but the Jets are crap. <laughs> and but now I'm not sure. Who who have you said? I'm gonna go with Colts. <laughs> After all that, I'm still gonna go with the Colts. I quite like Philip Rivers. I think Jonathan Taylor is a decent rookie running back for them. Yeah, got a few decent uh, wide receivers. Paris Campbell's pretty decent. So I'm gonna. Naeem Hines as well with the yeah, Colts. He's a good Hines. running back. And now that Tariq Cohen's out. Yeah. But they still have Montgomery. Mm. I'm going with I'm Colts. Gonna, who are you saying? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna to have to go opposite you. I'm gonna go Bears. I'm not. I'm not convinced at that one, but I think. It's one of those games that could be. We're saying it could be tight, and we're not sure. But what will actually happen yeah. is one of them will beat the other one like thirty points to ten or something stupid. Like, yeah. You know? But I, I, I got to back my. I got to back my boy Nick Foles. He said yeah. I. I trust him in my life, so you know I'm going Bears. Gonna go Bears. Brilliant. So I went Colts, and you've gone Bears. I like this start so far. This um, is probably the most interesting. That one's a hard one. That was yeah. a hard one. You know. This next one's probably the most interesting of the of the three. Ready? Mm. Patriots at the Chiefs. Chiefs easily. Yeah, beating the Ravens and the uh, Patriots—they're they're winning, but they're struggling. They're mm. two and one, aren't they? Are they? Uh, Patriots are one or three of them. No, yeah, two and one. They lost to the Seahawks, didn't they? Pardon me. Yeah, mm. two and one. Uh, yeah, the Patriots—they're struggling a bit. They're they're winning not convincingly, and the Chiefs are just ridiculously strong. And they've shown a season wonder. And yeah, it's got to—it's got to be Chiefs. Got to be Chiefs. Okay, so I've learned as much <laughs> in my time as an NFL fan to never bet against the Patriots. I said that when the uh, when we were trying to predict them against the Seahawks, and I was wrong because the Patriots it's not necessarily the same Patriots as the one we're accustomed to. Uh, but I got to go Chiefs. It's got to be the Chiefs, isn't it? It's got to be They're because of how how they didn't make the Ravens look bad, but they didn't make the Ravens look good. Yeah. It, like they made the Ravens look like an average team, and mm-hmm. I think the Ravens are better than the Patriots, and obviously Chiefs are better than Ravens, so it has to be Chiefs. Yeah, fair. So we're both going Chiefs on that one. Agreed. Uh, and then this last one, this is kind of a curveball, but I think well, it's not a curveball. I know who you'll go for, but I think I might go for the opposite. Um, mm. Bills at the Raiders. Who are you saying? I'm gonna have to go for the Bills. I think just because Josh Allen is doing bits, and they have. Um, a good wide receiver court, especially with Stefan Diggs. But that was a hard one, hard one, Morgie. Who are you saying? Oh, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think I'm going to go Raiders, though. I'm feeling pretty good about the Raiders this year. I'm not predicting mm. great things, but I think they might be the first team to upset the Bills and uh, stop this 3-0 train that they've got going on. It will be a very good game. I think it'll mm. be really close, especially with uh, Josh Jacobs. He's doing absolute bits for them. But yeah. I think the Bills might just edge it over. Yeah, and that's quite interesting, then, because we've both gone Chiefs uh, against the Patriots, which is which is pretty sound, isn't it? But then we've gone separate mm. ones for the other three games. That's a quick wrap up there. We've got uh, Colts at the Bears. You, you said Bears, and I said Colts. Uh, Patriots yeah. at the Chiefs. We both went both went with uh, with the Chiefs. And this final game for Week Four, um, I went for the Raiders, and you're going with the Bills. So tune in next week to find out how we got on with with those games, and um, we'll have all of our usual features as well, where we talk about. Um, our favourite touchdowns and and um, I want to explain another concept or a rule or, or something else for you guys at home to, to listen to and uh, to, to learn more about the NFL so yeah thank you very much for listening to episode 4 of Let's Talk Touchdowns I've been Morgan Edwards and with me has been K. Ryan Hines thank you for joining us catch us in the next one we'll speak to you later